Hey, and welcome into the latest edition of the Starters Podcast. I'm Dave Trinidoy here with Simon Salikas. As, uh, as same as last week, Joey Alfieri still at Al's training camp, so he won't be with us uh, this week. So uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, uh, the Starters at, at the Starters 690. Simon, how's it going, man? What's going on, Dave? Oh, not much, not much, you know. It was just at the Club CDL this week, and uh, we thank them again for sponsoring this podcast. So club CDL is the best sports club in Montreal. It has 13 indoor tennis courts, both clay and hard. It has six outdoor clay tennis courts, and the courts just open as squash courts, pickleball courts. It really has everything. Check them out at clubcdl.com. All right. Well, you ready to start, Simon? Yeah, sure. All right, let's go. Question number one brought to you by Nemesis Gaming. Located in Point Claire Plaza, Nemesis has it all. Classic video games, top-of-the-line video consoles, from the classics to the latest ones. They even have a VR lounge. They have a private space for corporate events or team-building stuff. They do birthday parties, all sorts. They teach a class at John Rennie High School about coding and esports. And they do coding lessons and workshops for kids of all ages. So uh, check them out at nemesisland.ca. All right, question number one, Simon. Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. What an incredible story. Uh, for during these NBA playoffs, eight seeds started the season two and ten, seven undrafted players, major injuries along the way. My question is, if they pull it off and win the NBA championship, are they the greatest underdog story of all time? Uh, man, that's a tough one. I, you could be. You know, you look at some of the other underdog stories in sports, whether it be like uh, Team USA at the 1980 Olympics, but, you know, you know, so those, those semifinals and quarterfinals and finals were all one and done, right? You, you have to play well for 60 minutes, and they did. You're trying to think of, like, you know, being an eight seed in the NBA uh, where home court advantage to me means more in basketball than it does in hockey, than it does uh, in football or even baseball for that matter. And, you know, the Bucks were were a one seed. I know Giannis was out for a couple of games, but that Milwaukee squad should have still been good enough to keep that series alive and get it to seven. Um, they, they roll in, you know, the Knicks in the second round tight series, but still getting it done. And now they're up three, one on the Celtics, you know, still have a little bit of work to do there, but it's gotta be. And if they continue to go on and beat the nuggets who have been brilliant this entire season, they were the one seed in the West. And then you look at the resume, it's knocking off Milwaukee, the NBA's one seed, the nuggets, uh, we're probably the two seed in the NBA or three seed, and the Celtics were the two seed or the three seed. Uh, I, I think it's very, very impressive. You look at Tyler Hero as well, one of their better players, or a guy that is comfortable scoring the ball. Uh, he hasn't been in these playoffs. He got hurt in that first series against Milwaukee. So hard-pressed to find an, an eight seed. I guess, you know, the LA Kings a couple of years ago, maybe well, not a couple of years ago, but enough time where – you know, Kubertar Dowdy and Jonathan Quake, those guys were an eight seed and, and won a championship. So I got to put it uh, right up there. But for for Butler, even more so, because the Kings, it's a, you know, you're going to get six guys on the blue line. Two are going to play 24 minutes. A couple of guys will play in their high tw- in the low 20s. And, and, you know, with your forwards, you're going to run out three, four lines out there. It's really a collective where in basketball, it may come down to an individual. And what Jimmy Butler has been doing this postseason is, is pretty special. So I, I think there's a special place for this Heat team if they end up winning this championship. Awesome. All right. Well, sticking with the uh, playoffs, uh, question number two brought to you by Station Pizza Moderne, 5393 Boulevard, going west. Follow them at Station Pizza Moderne on Instagram. Their food is awesome, and they have a great 
restaurant for parties and events. So question number two, um, we're a few days away from having both the NBA final set with it most likely being the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat and the Stanley Cup final set with it probably being the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. My question is, which are you most excited for, Simon? Uh, I'm going to go with Florida Vegas. Uh, I'm going to go with Florida Vegas. Uh, I'm pretty certain the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights have never won a Stanley Cup. Uh, the longtime suffering Vegas Golden Knights fans will finally get their day in the Cup final. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think <laughs> it's a nice matchup too. I think those it's a pretty good matchup. Uh, the way those both those teams play, it's incredible. When you look at the goaltending, what's going on in Vegas, and you look at the goaltending. That's going on in Florida. Both those guys were nowhere near being penciled into a starter in game number one of the uh, uh, of their respective uh, playoffs, and here they are, you know, with a win away of getting their teams in the final. You look at the NBA. I think you know Denver's a nice look. Uh, they're a great team to watch. Jamal Murray, the Canadian, uh, that's pretty cool, pretty special. And we've seen this. We've seen this Heat team in the playoffs. We've seen them in the finals a couple of years ago in the bubble when they lost to the Lakers. Uh, good team, fun team. I like Eric Spolstra a lot, but just from a, uh, you know, two very, very non-traditional hockey markets, Florida and, and Vegas, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to be look, looking forward to that. And I think also the, the, the Panthers are fun to watch, right? Mm -hmm, they, for sure. They play with an edge. They play a little bit past that whistle and you know, they want a one, they won a one nothing hockey game, which is very impressive, but this is also a team that was very successful in the regular season when it came to scoring goals. So, they can score goals with the best of them. And I think Vegas plays with a really nice pace. Uh, they're pretty edgy as well. Uh, I think if we get Vegas and Florida in, in the Stanley Cup finals, I think we might have a, a very physical, nasty series like we haven't seen one in the, in the Cup final in a while. Who, who would you pick right now today? You know, just, you know, obviously a bit early. I'm going to go with uh, Vegas. Yeah, wow, Vegas, eh? Nice. You know what? It's, just, it's about time that we started to – Put some respect on their name. They're the one seed, right? They're, they were the one seed in the West, and people liked Winnipeg coming out as an eighth seed, and everybody loved the Oilers to beat Vegas, and everybody loved Dallas to beat Vegas. And I know it's not done just yet, but they do have a 3 nothing series lead. Uh, everybody was on that uh, Rupe Hints and, uh, you know, the Ottinger bandwagon, and we haven't seen much from the Dallas, you know, goaltending. And I, I just think that the floor and sorry, not the floor. I think the Vegas Golden Knights, very balanced team. And I really love the Carolina blue line. And I really love the Vegas Golden Knights blue line. But I think right now when you look around as a, as a collective, as a unit, I'll take the, you know, Vegas blue liners over the Vegas forwards, over the Vegas, uh, over the Dallas blue liners, over Florida's blue line, over Florida's forwards. That's a really nice group of six players. Uh, I like mm -hmm. what they're doing. And if they were to face off versus the Panthers, I'll go with Vegas in this one. All right. So we'll stick with hockey for question number three. It's brought to you by uh, Next Level Hockey. The guys at Next Level Hockey, they're focused on improving the specific details of your game. They excel at player development. And if you visit their Instagram page, Next Level Hockey underscore, you will see some of the players, the NHL players, that they work with nextlevel-hockey.com. So, Elliot Friedman, uh, in his 32 Thoughts podcast slash articles, stated this week that the Winnipeg Jets have asked for Nick Suzuki in return uh, in a Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Obviously, 
the answer from Ken Hughes was obviously a resounding no, but Friedman suggests Kirby Doc could be a possible um, fix for this deal. Are you okay with that, Simon? Uh, no, uh, I'm not. And, you know, you go back to some of the bigger deals in the, the franchise in the last decade, it was that kind of like, you know, Weber for Subban trading four quarters for a dollar. I think that's what you did. You know, some Hab fans think that the uh, Habs won that deal. Some others think that the Predators won that deal. Whatever it is, it's split because there's no resounding winner in that deal. Um, I, and I don't want to get uh, the Canadians to get, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois if it means a roster player at that age, that size, that position. I, I would much rather... Uh, part ways with unproven commodities. I'm not talking about the fifth pick overall, but if we want to talk about the Florida Panthers pick in this year's first round, absolutely. You want to talk about some of the prospects, uh, you know, I don't know, through whoever you want out there, I would I would consider it. But I'm not trading. The Canadians were a picked first overall last year and are picking fifth overall this year. And they're doing that because their roster isn't good enough. So to get rid of a good player on their roster, to bring in another good player from somebody else, what have you gained here? The Canadians, for the Canadians to be better going forward, Nick Suzuki needs to be better. Cole Caulfield needs to be better. Pierre-Luc Dubois needs to be better. Josh Anderson needs to be better. Kirby Dock needs to be better. And whoever they draft at number five needs to be better. So just to trade away an asset, a player that can play at the highest level, and I really liked what I saw from Kirby Dock this season, uh, I, I just don't don't get it. To me, it's just again, it's four quarters for a dollar. I'm not interested in that. I'd rather just part ways with prospects and and pieces and draft pieces and and whatever else than a roster player. I, I, I don't want to do that at all. I don't even want to trade Josh Anderson for him. Honestly, I just you're not good. The, the roster isn't good enough. The roster was a lottery roster. You know, bringing in Pierre Luc Dubois and giving up somebody of value from the roster. And the pick that you're going to get at number five, you know, that's a nice pick, but it probably won't come into play until October of 2024. Not that I don't want to wait that long. I just, I'd rather give away a draft pick and prospects uh, and hit the ground running in 2023 with Dubois, with Doc, with Suzuki, with Caulfield, with Anderson, and whoever else you can get your hands on. Not to mention, you could probably get him, like, you know, all the talk is he wants to play in Montreal and he absolutely, you can get him for free next year. You know, at that point. So, um, yeah, yeah. worst case scenario, you suck at hockey again and you're picking fifth, sixth, or seventh, or third, or second, or first. And then you can add Dubois in the summer of 2024, Will Smith from this year's draft, and whoever you get next year. So, yeah, there's, there's no reason to pay anything for Pierre Luc Dubois. The Florida pick, whoever it may be, will not be on an NHL roster for a couple of years from now. And there's, and there's a chance that they're never an NHL regular or a point of game player. So I'm willing to part ways with that. Nothing more. All right. We'll switch gears to the NBA and your LA Lakers. Next for question number four, who is brought to you by Fresh MTL. They are located in Gold's Gym in Laval and their food is healthy and just looks delicious. Right, Sam? Yeah. And you also don't forget, you, you don't have to be a member at the gym to walk in. You could just walk in. It's on your right-hand side. You could take a meal. You could sit down there. They got a couple of tables and chairs. Really nice you got the windows and all the natural sunlight coming in. It's really a nice place to sit down and just have a shake and a meal. And uh, they also deliver and they also Uber as well. So if you're in the Laval St. Dorothy area and you're at work or you're at home, you can just punch them up on Uber and it can be delivered uh, to your work or home. 
All right, perfect. So your boy, Simon, the GOAT himself. LeBron James has been quoted as saying he will contemplate retirement this offseason. Are you buying it? Uh, zero. <laughs> There's two things that, that can come into play here. Uh, there is word that he does need surgery on uh, a foot or both his feet. Uh, so if that happens, can he stay out for half a year? Can he stay out an, an entirety of a year and then come back after that? That means he's coming back at 40. That, that's after foot surgery. At some point, you know, why not just shut it down? Mm -hmm. uh, that may be an option. Uh, uh, maybe coming back during the year or coming back a year after, maybe. I don't think LeBron leaves basketball. The guy averaged 29 points a game. You know, he put up 40 points in game number four. I still think there's a lot of game left in him. I think he wants to push all the, uh, the, the you know, number one score in NBA history. He wants to push that number even further. He wants to push the playoff numbers even further. I don't think he's caught Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yet for the number of minutes played in an NBA career when you accumulate minutes played in the regular season and the postseason. I think he wants to get to that number as well. And I also think there's a little bit, you know, the, the ego uh, in, in LeBron. I think he wants his uh, his flowers. I think he wants to go to the Madison Square Garden. He wants his farewell tour there. He wants to go back to Cleveland, say goodbye. He wants to go to Miami, say goodbye. Same thing we saw with Derek Jeter. Same thing we saw with Albert Pujols. The same thing we saw with Wayne Gretzky. Whoever it may be, Roger Federer, you want that run one more time just to say goodbye to the fans and to, uh, whatever, to have the ego stroked for an 82-game schedule. So I can't see how uh, he walks away from all of, all of that. Maybe half a year off, maybe an entire year off, but there's no way LeBron has played his last game in the NBA. No way. Love that answer. Very good. All right. Uh, do you have a LeBron jersey, Simon? Uh, no, I do not. I don't think no. I have any. I think, do I have any jersey? I have, yes, I have one jersey. I have a uh, Chicago Bears Walter Payton jersey. That's it. Nice, nice. All right. So, well, we'll lead into my next question, which is brought to you by EA Fitness. Simon, how are they treating you over there? Uh, they're treating me very well. Check them out on uh, Instagram. Uh, they got an open house coming up in early June. I'll have that date for uh, you um on the uh next on the starters on the weekend without a question i believe it's june 3rd 4th or 5th one of those days but whatever that day it is even if it's if it isn't those days which i'm pretty sure it is just go to their instagram page at ea fitness a great great uh follow on instagram very detailed always tons of stuff popping up on a daily basis workouts and everything else you'll get to see the establishment uh, what it looks like what it doesn't look like the equipment that they have, it's all there. That's the first easiest step that you can do. Check them out on Instagram. After that, make your way to the open house and, and have a chat. Chat it up with my guy, uh, Elias, and see what he has to say or any one of the other trainers that are there. Tell them what you're looking for, and, and I'm quite certain they can help you. All right. Uh, so last question of this uh, quick podcast, and it will be, should adults wear sports jerseys? Wear. To a sporting event? Yes. Okay. Anywhere, but okay. Anywhere else? Like no. on a day-to-day -day basis? Look, there's only one jersey. I'm not even a big baseball guy, but mm -hmm. I think baseball jerseys are Sleek. really, really nice. And I had a beautiful uh, – I, I have it somewhere, uh, L.A. Dodgers, the white one. Ooh, nice. 
in blue. There's a little bit of splash of red. I'm not even sure where the red was, just a little bit. And with a pair of jeans and the right running shoe, it looked great. Can't go to that look very often, though. It's got to <laughs> be like, I don't know what. Like, you, you just can't. Now, if you're at a restaurant and you break out a Habs jersey, no, that's not for me. Uh, out to the movies and you're breaking out a Tom Brady jersey, sorry, uh, I can't do that. That is something. Really? You can do it. To me, a little bit frowned upon. I, I'm a, there's so many things that you can do that I think are nicer. Like I think uh, you know, the T-shirt game for your respective teams has never been better. Uh, the hoodies have never mm-hmm. been better. Sweaters have never been better. The jackets have never been better. Uh, so I'm going to say there's so many options you have that you can wear that. Now, if you're going to the actual sporting event, you can do whatever you like. Like, I'd love to see uh, Canada play uh, soccer on the men's program. I'd, I'd love to be at one of their national games. And I have that beautiful black Alfonso Davies jersey <laughs> with white numbers. It looks stunning. I love it. Mm-hmm. So Again, I would wear it to the pitch. And, uh, and that's it. You wouldn't wear it to uh, Cafe Milano just picking up a coffee? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe I would. Maybe I would because it's it's a soccer jersey, right? Right. It's like a t-shirt almost. It's like a t-shirt. Like, yeah. You know, want to you know go to Cafe Milano's like on a Tuesday at one in the afternoon, and you've got your, uh, your you know <laughs> that uh, the powdered blue jersey that was you know I think one for seven this year. That to me is like, oof, I'm I'm not sure, you know. Going to the golf range and finding somebody in a, in a Vaughn Miller Buffalo Bills jersey, I'm like, ah, I don't know if that goes with me. So you can do it. Uh, not for me, though. Not not for me. And and boys, the guys out there, Ixnay doing that on, on the first couple of dates or any dates. <laughs> with, there's a lot of – you can wear a lot of different gear. You don't have to go to the sports jersey for, a, you know, date – the first date, maybe date through 1 through 50. I'd leave the jersey at home. Nice. Dating advice from Simon Salikas. I love it. All right. Well, that was it. That was it. Quick five questions podcast. You can catch us everywhere at the start of 690 and catch us Saturdays and Sundays, 7 to 9 a.m. on TSN 690. Thanks, Simon. Bye, Dave. Ciao.